0: Hey there, welcome to the C Word podcast. I'm so excited to be chatting to you today in one of my nice short episodes about managing the creative process with your client. So as designers, brand designers, web designers, brand-led creatives, I'm just gonna put it out there. I think managing the client is perhaps one of the trickier parts of what we do. There are other things that have their challenges but as much as I love my clients, I am friends and stay in touch with a lot of the clients that I work with which I think has a lot to do with the fact that I attract people that I love working with and who love working with me but equally the creative process is a very or can be a very subjective one It can be difficult to keep on track. Lots of things can come up, can derail, can get in the way of a creative process. And so today I want to just share some of my learnings along the way in my own business and also when I've worked in creative studios of some of the key things that really work when it comes to making that process really smooth that everybody is super happy and there's still big high fives and hugs at the end of it and that the client gets a brilliant outcome because that's what we want but also you produce an outcome that you feel proud of because that's also important because nobody loves that feeling of walking away at the end of the project going well okay the client stamped their feet I didn't want to do what they were asking for but they're paying the bills so I just had to I don't think that's actually the way it needs to be. So I'm going to step through today and share some of the things that I think can help you avoid that kind of situation. So the first thing I'm going to talk about today when it comes to managing that creative process with the client is what I think is a really key one. And that is who is actually responsible for the creative brief. And I think there's a misconception with a lot of designers that that's the client's responsibility. So S-H-I-T in, S-H-I-T out, basically. If the client produces a crap brief, then it's therefore if they don't get a great result. I strongly disagree because I think it's as much our responsibility as designers and creatives to ensure that we extract a great brief out of the client as it is for them to produce the brief in the first place. And the reason I say that is because there's a skill to writing a brief. So a client may write two, one even brand briefs in their entire career It's not something they do every day. They don't necessarily have the skills or the insight or even the template that they need to produce a great brief. So I think that briefing process is a shared responsibility. And as a designer, having a process, whether that be a really robust template, a questionnaire format, a workshop format that helps to work through and raise some of the questions with the client so everybody gets clarity is really important. So throwing your hands up and going, well, if the client writes a rubbish brief, that's on them. You're setting things up for failure from the very beginning. So that's my first thing. Take some responsibility for the brief and build in a really good quality brief extraction methodology into what you do. The second thing is, again, it's to do with the content of that brief. And that is to say, focus on the why as well as the what. So a lot of briefs are essentially a shopping list. Well, I want a logo and I want it to look really professional and I'd like it to be blue. And then I also need a business card and a Facebook header and a profile image for Instagram and a three page website. It's, and it's a shopping list, but nowhere in that is there any attention to what those things need to achieve. What's the goal? What's the end game? Now, I've spoken about this in a previous podcast about strategy. Strategy is all about the end game. What is the problem or the challenge that this brief is trying to solve? How will we know if we've been successful? How will we know if we've achieved what we needed to achieve? So just having a list of deliverables isn't going to help with that. So it's really focusing in on The why and defining that, defining the strategy, essentially the purpose of the brief, as well as what the outputs will be, the final deliverables at the end. The next thing is, in terms of the creative process, is about managing expectations. Make sure everybody's really clear on what's going to happen, how this is going to work, what the deliverables will be at the end, what the deliverables won't be, what's excluded, what are the time frames, just be really clear on how this process is going to work. So at the very beginning, what's going to happen next? And what's going to happen after that? And how long is that going to take? And what is going to be expected of the client at every point? Are they going to need to provide information? Are they going to need to sign things off? Will they need to set aside time to check things? Managing expectations makes things so much smoother. The next thing that I want to emphasize, and for me, this is so important. This is everything when it comes to success in your creative work and getting a good outcome from the client. And that is present face-to-face. Now, I don't mean jump on a plane and fly halfway across the country because you need to go and see your client. What I mean is get on a Zoom, get online, eyeball your client and take them through the work face to face. Don't ever, ever send your work, particularly initial concepts, don't ever send those on an email. Another super important thing when you do present is share your rationale. So explain to your client why you've done certain things to produce that creative solution and link it back to the brief. So if it was a good, strong brief that was really clear on the why and the end game and the problem you were trying to solve, be really clear when you explain your rationale, how that work meets that need so that you take all the subjectivity out of it. Those conversations like, I don't like it. I don't like pink. Oh, is it too big? Is it too small? None of that really matters if you can be really strong and clear about why it solves the problem that they had. The next thing is, which kind of links a little bit into managing expectations, which is to set really clear timeframes. Sometimes I think we go into a creative process and we know that it's going to take, for argument's sake, six weeks, eight weeks. Because you know that the client's going to want to have some time to digest things. There might be delays. You need time to do the work. But the client, they've gone, oh, okay, well, it's just producing a logo. Oh, this is probably going to be a two-week process. And nobody has the conversation about how long it really takes and what's involved and what the steps and the milestones are going to be. So being really clear and setting out that time frame and those milestones will really help to avoid those conversations about, well, I thought I was going to get to see it quicker. I've been waiting now. It's been four weeks since I approved that brief and I still haven't seen anything, haven't heard anything from Becky. Don't know what she's doing. I thought we'd have this project done by now. So setting clear expectations around timings in particular is really, really helpful. The next thing is to schedule in the work So set time aside in your studio planning software that you use or in your diary, block time out to do the work. And in particular, give yourself breathing space. So for me, I find it really useful to spend some time working on a project, but then I might step away from it for 24 hours or 48 hours and just give it time to percolate and give myself some space to think about it and then come back to it. So I might do 70% of what I need to do in one sitting, but I also give myself that last 20 or 30%. When I give myself time to percolate and come back to it, I always find that I add that extra bit of value. I get that extra bit of clarity that I can add into the project. The next thing is keep a paper trail. So when you have those verbal conversations with your client and you agree something or they give you verbal feedback and then it's not documented, that's when things, things can start to get a bit woolly. So they go, well, I did say that. I did mention that. You're like, did you really? I don't have a record of that. Well, no, you don't because it was never in an email or everything's open to interpretation. So you've got two choices here. You either insist that the client does everything in writing, which I think is a very good way to go. So they either make notes or comments on a PDF or through a particular software that you might use for giving feedback, or they put it in an email and you insist on that. Or the other option is is that you then go and type up notes every time you have a conversation with a client. Either way, keep a really clear paper trail. The other thing that I think is super helpful is to see the process as quite iterative. And what I mean by that is, okay, we've written the brief, we're now going away to deliver the first piece of work and you squirrel yourself away in your studio for a month and then you come up with, ta-da, this is the final solution, here it is. And there has been no conversation with the client, no testing the water between that initial brief and the final ta-da moment. So when the client is a bit unsure, they're a bit thrown off, there was, there's was there been nothing in between. You've put all of your energy into this output and there's nothing left to give, and you haven't taken the client on the journey. So think about how you can make your process more iterative. The client can be more involved. Maybe after the first brief, if you do do sketching or mood boards, you share that with the client first and you get feedback, and then you develop your concepts, and then you get feedback, and then you finalize and refine the final direction. So you have some steps along the way that mean that you don't put all of your eggs in one basket in that final presentation, you haven't taken the client on the journey. Because when they come on the journey with you, they'll be much more bought in. The other thing I would say, and I think this is definitely a bit of a black hole for creatives and for designers, is you're well within your rights to challenge feedback. So in my view, a creative process doesn't work like this. It's not client gives you the brief. You respond and do some work, they give you some feedback, whatever that feedback is, you action it and you keep doing that until the client's finally happy. That's not how it works. If you've been through an iterative process where the client has been involved in and taken some responsibility for the brief, but also you have, where you've presented a really strong rationale and you've done that face-to-face with the client, so you've gauged their initial response, then... Feedback is also something which is iterative. So they might have their initial reaction and and give you some feedback. But if that's not quite what you're expecting or you feel like it's getting subjective or maybe they've missed the point or they're veering away from what was agreed in the brief, then you're well within your rights to challenge that. Working with the client to finalize and formulate the feedback that you both agree on as being right for the project is part of the process. Spending some time on and questioning and challenging their feedback is really worthwhile. Because sometimes when you challenge it, it does force the client to go, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I, I missed that. I didn't understand that that was what you were trying to achieve, but I see it now. So having a constructive conversation around the feedback is not only your right, it's your responsibility, I think, as a designer. If you want to get an outcome that you are happy with just as much as the client is. Another part of the creative process, which I think is often overlooked, is the end. When it's starting to draw to a close and how that gets wrapped up. I think very often, and I've been there, things sort of trickle away with the client. You sort of send them the final deliverables and maybe they come back and ask for something else or They've got a question and you answer that question and then things never really get formally wrapped up. And sometimes I think that can leave a lot of elements of the project open to interpretation or it doesn't really give the project closure in a way. So having that final off-boarding with a client where again, as I love to say, you eyeball them and you sit with them and you explain everything that they're getting and you hand everything over really clearly and you wrap it up and you draw it all to a close, say your thank yous and explain if there are next steps or other ways that they can work with you is a really productive way to not only, I suppose, close off the project, but to continue with a really positive relationship. So no one's left wondering, was there anything else that we needed to do or say? There is nothing left unsaid, as it were final point would be hit challenges head on. So if things are starting to get a bit sticky with the client, if you feel like they're not holding up their side of the bargain, for example, they're not getting you the information that you need on time, or they're going really quiet and not giving you feedback, they haven't wrapped up the project and had that final handover meeting with you. Or if you feel like some frustration starting to build up, that They're perhaps not happy with the way things are going. Don't bury your head in the sand. Have the conversation. Everyone's a grown up. Everyone's in this to get a business outcome. So if you get that gut feeling, if you see that things are starting to get a little bit tense or some frustration starting to build up, then hit it head on. Don't ignore it. Because again, nine times out of 10, there might be even another reason for what's going on. The client. There might be other things in the client's life that are happening, but they'll appreciate that you called it out and that you recognize their frustrations or it might help them realize it's not the problem that they thought it was. So having that grown-up conversation will be a really productive thing to do when it comes to managing the creative process and getting a great outcome. So there's a few things there. And like I would say, I do love a recap. So just to come back to... The creative brief is a shared responsibility. Don't just take what the client puts into a one-page Word document and act on it from there. Put some energy into that. And focus on the why of that brief, not just the what, not just the deliverables. Manage expectations. So make sure that everybody knows how this is going to work and what the outcomes are going to be and what the deliverables are going to be. Present face-to-face. For me, that's a non-negotiable. Talk your client through your work. And then in addition to that, share the rationale. Be really clear, solid rationale. Keep a paper trail. Set really clear timeframes. No one's confused about when things are going to happen. Schedule in the work and give yourself time and space to think and reflect. Make the process iterative. So not just the big ta-da at the end. Challenge the feedback, it's your job, it's your responsibility to do that. Wrap up the project, have that offboarding with the client so everybody's really clear on what's been done and what comes next, if anything, and there's closure. And hit the challenges and the icky bits head on. So good luck, I hope you have a great working relationship with your clients, I hope some of this is useful. As always, let me know if you've got any thoughts or questions. And if you do love this podcast, then I would be so grateful if you maybe shared it with other people you think would enjoy it or rate and review me on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast platform. Have a great day and I look forward to chatting to you again really soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word Podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.